0: SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, weekdays 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. on the viewpoint we are back we are live this is sfm viewpoint 2107 is the time yes something that many south africans would certainly be interested in if not interested in at least should be interested in we are talking about ikasa finally going through with a much anticipated spectrum auction there's a serious amount of jargon involved in this conversation, and I'm going to try my level best to tone it down, as would be my request to ICASA. That is the Independent Communications Authority of South Africa. It's chairperson, Dr. And that a good evening. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Uh,
1: thank you. Thanks for the opportunity and great greetings to the listeners.
0: ICASA says it's ready for the long-awaited auctioning of high-demand spectrum. The regulator says the auctioning of the spectrum would involve six bidders, CELSI, Liquid Telecoms, Rain, MTN, Telcom, of course, Vodacom. But despite its benefits to the economy, the auction process has been hindered by several legal challenges in the last two years. If you recall the president making this pronouncement that at the end of that year, 2020, a spectrum auction would have been held not unless lawyers are involved, of course, and how they have been involved. A couple of cases lodged by Talcum against the process. We've seen it all, but here we are now, March 2022. It seems like the field and the grass has been cut and marked. The referees on the turf. Now we're just waiting for the players to get the game going. Tell us, please, briefly, but take your time as you go through that. What is spectrum? What is a spectrum Auction, because I think that is a necessary point of departure for all of us to actually understand what is going on.
1: Thank you. Uh, I I think first and foremost, I'm, I'm glad that you, of course, acknowledge the litigious nature of what we are dealing with. So I'll try mm-hmm. to to respond in a manner that does not compromise sure. any, Absolutely. any issue. Yeah. No, I think uh, you know. It's Spectrum can be viewed as, you know, the raw capacity uh, that mobile network operators use to uh, to communicate uh, between towers and cellular devices. That's usually a more simplified response. It is something from which, you know, network capacity is derived. So with little spectrum, it means operators are restricted are constrained to roll out network services in the best possible manner, so now operators need to require spectrum these you know airwaves mm-hmm. they require spectrum so that they will be able to improve
0: the user
1: experience voice the clarity and quality of our calls will be much more clearer they will be able to cover outflow, you know, areas which are not necessarily in, in urban settings. And from a data perspective, we will be able to enjoy faster speeds. And, you know, and of course, once the spectrum is licensed, we should then be able as a regulator to make a more meaningful intervention on the issue of, you know, data and voice crisis, as it has been a, a cry in our country for a while. So, so spectrum has been released in the past. What is new is that this is the very first time that we license spectrum through an auction. Uh-huh. So, in the past, it was released in the 90s under the old telecoms act. Uh, it was given to you know the likes of MTN, Vodacom, so that they could then also roll out services because we did not have a a fully-fledged uh, telecom sector at the time. Uh, some seven years later, a new player was introduced in the form of of, of C to also help with competition, just to try and avoid a two-player market. And then fast forward, today you've just called them out. We have about six applicants, all of whom have spectrum as we speak, so they are bidding so they can have more spectrum and roll out more services and and so forth so that's in a a sense so we opted for the auction because uh, an auction method you know is international best practice before we get into
0: the auction there my brother just, just, just hang on a second because I do want to bring people in so essentially when you talk about what is spectrum if I can just go back a few lines essentially if I can explain that to the listener this is how the availability or otherwise or spectrum affects one you are on a phone call you are driving and somewhere along the road you lose network that is because when you start the phone call you are say connecting to tower a but because you are moving at some point you will lose if you like bandwidth with tower a and that call has to be transferred to the net nearest tower then Tower B. And sometimes these dropped calls or the loss of network or when you're calling through data, it says reconnecting. It is because the transfer from Tower A to Tower B is not happening efficiently enough so that your experience as one on the phone doesn't manifest as a dropped call or connecting or, oh, what happened there? I lost you. I lost you. Is that essentially what it is? So this spectrum rollout is to increase the capacity of those service providers to ultimately what it boils down to, the user experience, being that they can traffic more calls and the better experience of the user, both on voice and data. Is that an effective way of understanding what spectrum is and how I access or use it?
1: That's correct. No, I mean, you are are spot on. And I mean, even in congested areas, you know, sometimes people would dance in our area. Uh, normally during the week, we, it's okay, I can make phone calls without a problem. But over weekend, but not on Christmas Eve
0: or New Year's absolutely, Eve.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So Spectrum will help also with that kind of uh, capacity to take, uh, you know, more users at a particular moment.
0: The question then becomes, because I'm going to ask you this question by throwing it forward to the rollout itself, the auction that you made mention of. Of course, you're saying it's the first time that's happening in this country because perhaps the regulatory framework back then didn't quite allow for it to be done the way that it is going to be happening now. But insofar as it relates to telecoms infrastructure, when you talk about 2G, 3G, South Africa was one of the first countries to go out with this 3G. Somewhere along the line in the last 20 years, we have lost our way. I'm saying we've lost our way in the sense that the rest of the world has caught up and some are rolling out very elaborately 5G network where South Africa isn't quite there. What might you attribute, if you like, the lag in the last two decades to such that now we're having for the first time a spectrum auction that is all too commonplace, say, in other jurisdictions?
1: yes so i think of course the issue of, of litigation and it has then been tied on to the method of assignment and uh, remember that's why i made an example with what happened in the 90s mm. because now today you have six players as we speak now if ikasa was to wake up tomorrow and say we have spectrum and we are distributing it now that's a recipe for, for for disaster because you are going to be accused of having given it to this one and not the other. Best so, believe so the got-
0: competition authorities will be onto you very quickly.
1: Absolutely. So because we've got spectrum scarcity, uh, there is more demand than the available spectrum, and operators more or less would be vying for the same, you know, uh, uh, bands that are, that are to be auctioned. Now, in us deciding on the method of assignment, then there has been issues in that. P- in the past, it was a bit easier to do it administratively because of the number of players, you know, uh, and and the, the realities of the time. I've said the sector was new, but today we needed to really jump all the hoops to arrive to where we are today in terms of uh, designing, you know, an auction. Uh, inviting everyone who holds a network service license. By the way, it was not just an invitation to six operators. Mm-hmm. It was an invitation to everyone who holds a network service uh, license. Uh, of course, there would, would be set, you know, parameters and application fees just to make sure that at least the auction, there is a particular area, that people who apply are people who have the means financially and economically to to roll out services. So it ended up being the six uh, infrastructure-based players, and they will
2: be
1: uh, competing. And it will also help us to get the actual fair value of spectrum, because once we can employ economists, as we've done, to try and get a sense of how to cost you know, the, the, the sub-1 gig spectrum, maybe the spectrum that's currently used for digital migration, as an example. But the fair value, the real value, will be determined in auction, as, as bidders Will be you know, twinning and throwing for, for that particular acquisition.
0: Okay, so there are four bands here: the radio frequency spectrum in the seven hundred megahertz, eight hundred megahertz, two thousand six hundred megahertz, and three thousand five hundred megahertz. In each of these bands, you are looking for one service provider. Is that correct? No,
1: no, not not really. Okay, so, not not yes. So so these bands uh, they have been you know sliced up. If I can do yes, seven hundred yes. it's been sliced up, eight hundred the same. So an operator will come and say, I really want, you know, this portion or this quantum within seven hundred or within twenty six hundred, I want this particular quantum or I will participate in bidding for eight hundred and maybe three point five, depending also sure. on their business models. And uh, uh, you know, business strategies going into the future because yes. you, I mean, operators now know that wow you know the utilization patterns are shifting from more voice to data right now, and as they enter into the auction, they might then say, no maybe based on the spectrum that we have for the provision of voice services, we might want to prioritize the data." You know, uh, the more of, of of your capacity spectrum. Then the sub one gig is more is more coverage. Your know, seven hundred, eight hundred, and the upper bands are good for capacity. That's why they are often utilized for 5G services and you know data consumption and so forth.
0: Yeah, this is a free lesson on tom- on telecommunications law. I have the chairperson at the Independent Communications Authority of South Africa, ICASA, Dr. Giyabizwa Maudimueng, who is talking to us about the much-anticipated spectrum auction. After this very short ad break, we continue the conversation. We're going to ask questions about data prices. We're going to ask about the impact of crime, particularly when battery towers are stolen and the impact that is one on data prices and two, you the consumer at home in not having a line that is credible and consistent and that gives you the sorts of network you actually expect from your service provider, whereas it is anything but the fault of the service provider. And of course, as the world moves away from voice and into the data-driven market, we're going to engage some of those questions and exactly what is a service provider buying when they are buying space in the Mega Hertz bands, 700, 800, We're going to get into this thing that we talk too often about, seldom with a full understanding that we are all due to know 2119 after the break we continue bring conventional wisdom on its head songes omabheqe on, on SAFm. I don't imagine I'm the only person who's interested in trying to understand the world of telecommunications in South Africa more, especially when we are talking about the spectrum auction that was first dangled as a carrot in the 2020 State of the Nation addressed by President Ramaphosa saying that the spectrum auction would indeed be rolled out by the end of that year. Well, full two years on, finally, it does appear as though the grass has been cut. The fields have their lines, the referees on the pitch, referee being Ikasa, of course, to conduct the match that will be competed between six entities. These are C, Liquid Telecoms, Rain Networks, MTN, Telcom, and Vodacom, vying for spectrum because we are in a world whereby. It is due. So here's the first question I suppose I really need to ask, which I touched on earlier on, and you did for that matter, um, Doc. When they, telecoms companies are bidding for a portion of the bandwidth, so 600 of the 700 in the megahertz space, or 3,000 of the 3,500 megahertz, what are they buying? And to the extent that they buy that, whatever it is, what can they do with it? I think now this is where we're getting slightly technical, but I think it's important for me, for instance, to understand the relationship I have with my service provider by understanding first the relationship the service provider has with the telecom's infrastructure. Yeah?
1: Yeah. So, so thank you. So, you're talking to a journalist here, you see. So, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not a spectrum engineer. I'm just a former journalist. But anyway, <laughs> we I will try to that. simplify it as if I'm writing a... A news article.
0: That's music to my ears. Basically,
1: what, what they are purchasing in simple terms is the right to use. So, it's the right to utilize a particular portion of spectrum for the rolling out of their services. So, they would have a high side, you know, a, a tower, a base station. The batteries that you've been talking about mm. that would be located in base stations. And as they tune, as they tune, you know, their uh, uh, their radios uh, to communicate with these or to uh, absorb these airwaves, they can only do so on the base on the bands that they have been duly allocated to use. Because there is an issue of interference, the spectrum is not only used for telecommunications. There is there are broadcasters, uh, airplanes. Uh, there is, you know, the defense, the defense force for whatever state security mm-hmm. issues, uh, transmit for the trains. So, so there are a lot of things, a lot of uh, use, uses which are utilized. So you are allocated a particular, uh, a particular uh, portion which you have paid for, which has been duly cleared for 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 you and you alone mm. in a manner that does not cause interference, but also in a manner that. South Africans would know that as, as a particular network company is rolling out or building a base station there, when they see it going up, they would know that these are the results of them having procured uh, the right to use that particular thing. I, I would think more or less like mineral rights, you know, to some extent because then you cannot mine, you should not have the necessary mineral rights to, to 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 get the uh, you know raw Mm. Uh, or from that particular particular area. So, so in simple terms, what they will be buying is the right, the right to use. That's why they are then given a license to use that particular aspect for a period of whatever twenty years in this case. And at the end of the license, there is then a new a new consideration.
0: Fantastic. Much appreciated for that. So just very quickly, yes or no, there are certain spaces on the spectrum space, if I can say that, that are not up for auction, that simply have to be used for national sovereignty and for the advancements of science and technology. For instance, your government departments like your sansa they're not going to be... Um, involved in a spectrum auction there is a spectrum that is allocated to them the Department of Defense, Police and Intelligence do I understand you from that anecdote that you're offering or that explanation you're offering that certain spectrum is reserved for such national competency issues That
1: is correct.
0: Excellent. Let's take a call. In Bebeha B B E E. Good evening Good
2: evening, Magisa. How are you?
0: Good ma'am. How are you?
2: Thank you for taking my call and your guests are there. Mm. Um, And the team, thank you, and listeners, Um, it's been long overdue as we had monies, we had monies in our telecom system. I'm talking, I'm taking you back like 30 years ago. I'm old school, I'm sorry. There was money. There were plans in place. Avoid exactly this to be in line with the world out there. We had money. And then obviously the greed and the expertise not being updated within uh, infrastructure and technicians, you know, going into different areas and um, towards getting the system in place. You know what I'm saying? We had already been uh, on our routers and, 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 and uh, uh, con- video conferencing and, and all sorts of networks that worked. And the greed, that is our problem, the greed. You know? It's sad because it's all sectors. And basically now with this setup, we're in. there is no excuse why we could not be where we should have been in communications.
0: Yeah, thank you for that. Certainly keeping us accountable, and I think that's important. And I'm glad the chairperson of IKASA is here to perhaps offer a word in response to BE, Dr. Akiabitswe Modimwe. Yes, no, I think uh, I mean, uh, ICASA has publicly acknowledged uh, that, you
1: know. We should have done this much earlier. I think that one is common cause, but it's also understood as to what brought the delays in the past. So I think I can only, of course, speak on the side of ICASA that there's been a number of attempts. I mean, there was a court case in 2016 where some operators and the minister at the time were not happy with the direction that we had modelled. We settled out of court. We tried again last year. So it has not been on our side for, for lack of trying. But there is a lot of interconnectedness as well between this process and the digital migration process because the sub 1GIG spec is currently used by broadcasters. So so as we know, last week the minister announced that there will be switch off from province to province and the cut-off date is end of March, which is also progress, yeah, I must say. So... So, so there have been a, a lot of, of of challenges, hiccups in the past, uh, but I think on our side it has only been as a result, at least of, of litigation, because as we know, you know court processes do take time, and even as we speak now, there is a court case coming in April on the matter, and we are doing our utmost best to conclude on this process and subsequently attend to the court case. Uh, And and, then hopefully have a a good resolution. But I think the point is is taken. uh, It's just about, you know, good leadership, ethical leadership, which we really subscribe to.
0: Okay, thank you so much. Thank you for that response. And I think there's only one thing left to say because I was going to talk about the impact of crime insofar as it relates to, for instance, battery towers being stolen. But I think I'll just park that for a moment and just ask, particularly as now from tomorrow being the 8th of March, just tell us about the salient features of what we can expect between today or rather between tomorrow and the 10th of March because these are seriously important dates in your calendar on the Spectrum Auction.
1: Yes, thanks. So, so the auction will commence. Uh, we, you know, we, I mean, it might last a week. It might last two weeks. Uh, we've seen auctions in other jurisdictions even taking three weeks. It depends on the dynamics at play. But tomorrow marks the official commencement of the auction, and we, we, you know, tomorrow is the first leg. Uh, The opt-in, now without being too technical on the auction rules, but it Mm. commences tomorrow and then it will run. By Friday, we should have a sense of how it's progressing and maybe it might then overlap into the next week. And once everything is done, it's audited, collated, we will communicate with the public on the auction outcome
0: fantastic. Well, you certainly do know how to communicate with the public and through which outlet you will be doing this. I'm not going to prompt you any further but I think you get <laughs> the gist of things there and Dade, thank you so much for your time. That is the chairperson of ICASA doctor Zwemodimu Giabizuamo-Dimueng who says he is a journalist but my goodness gracious me, listen to this for a bit of a profile. I want to prop you up a bit here. The Wharton School of Business Executive Development Program Durban University of Technology, P management sciences specializing in business administration research harvard kennedy school this is now in the united states a senior executive fellow focusing on governance stellenbosch university certificate in africa directors program regent business school master of business administration mill park education school of financial planning and insurance project management You kummed that one that's cum laude to say, twenty University of Technology National Diploma in Public Relations Management, quite the profile. Kia, thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you, I'm humbled. Twenty-one
0: thirty-one. That was Ikasa.